0: driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. I don't think I've done an episode on target audience or audience in general in a long time I did one in my first season it's episode seven which is don't be a lazy marketer here's what you need to know about your target audience and that episode is one of my most popular it's in the top 10 so go and listen to that one if you want more on target audience specifically, as I'm not going to go into the four different areas of target audience that you want to be aware of, because it's in that one. So go and listen to that one. You don't need to listen to that one before you listen to this one. It is different. It does have different topics in, but I do recommend if you are struggling with resonating with your audience. Now, this is an angle that I can't believe I've not covered before, because I think it's something that people don't talk about a lot. And I haven't heard that many people cover it. But it is kind of obvious that it is difficult to be successful with your marketing when you are not the target audience. It is absolutely no secret if you're the target audience that you are marketing to, it is much easier. And that's because you think like them, you relate like them, you resonate like them, you connect like them. And it is so much easier. But I'm here to tell you that that doesn't mean that you have to get a job in your favorite subject to be able to be successful. I have done it both ways. And I have actually been not my target audience more in my roles than I have been the target audience. So this is both from a interest point of view so some examples I was an American football fan which was great but I wasn't an ice hockey fan and I still had to market to ice hockey fans I was not a cricket fan not only was I not a cricket fan I didn't even know the rules or the kinds of cricket there was when I started that role asking one of my colleagues in a meeting with sponsors the rules of t20 wasn't my finest moment (laughs) also marketing to healthy snackers. That one was very much in my niche. And we had this line that was like, I don't know if I just used it internally. Our target audience is people that like a gym, but also like to go to the gym. And I was just like, that's me. I love to have a cocktail, but I also do go to the gym quite often, but I wasn't that like gym rat person. So that was definitely one that was the closest to me. But then I've also done predominantly male, senior business leaders over 50. So I have done a whole range. And I think that whether you are marketing to who you are in your audience or whether you're not, they both come with their own challenges. From not even from an interest point of view, but also the generations. And my boyfriend always loves to remind me that nobody except marketers refers to the generations like I do. I'll be like having a conversation at Christmas. I'll be like, oh yeah, but you're Gen X. He's like, Emma, people don't understand what you're talking about. So for a quick rundown of the main generations that you could be marketing to. So firstly, you've got your boomers, which are 1946 to 1964 when they were born. So we're looking over the age of 59 to about 77. We then have Gen X, which is 1965 to 1980, which is aged 43 to 58. Then next comes my generation, which is millennials. And it is hotly debated where this generation ends. And I've looked at like different ones and people cannot decide. They all agree it starts in 1981, but people can't decide if it's 1994, 1997, or even 2000 that millennials stops. But I'm going to go off 1997 because that's the one that I have seen the most common and that kind of makes sense to me. That is 27 to 42 year olds. Then you have Gen Z, which is, if I'm going off this one, it's 1997 to 2012, which is aged 11 to 26. So layer on the fact that you need to have their interests. If you are a millennial and you are marketing to boomers, you're instantly not gonna be as relatable as if you're marketing to a millennial. But I have good news for you. There is hope. You can do marketing for not just your target audience. I have been able to market to people that are not just dog moms in their thirties, who like to watch Netflix, who go to the gym, who are in sleep by nine and who do not like going to clubs. So we can do this, but you do need to have some mind shift going into marketing people that are not your kind of audience. And once you're aware of what to do, I find it's much easier. So. This is just every single piece of advice. I've got nine different pieces of advice which I've picked up along the way. This is literally just what I have experienced and this is what helps me the most. So starting with number one, the most obvious, research. Research, research, research. But there's two different ways that you can research. So internally and externally. So firstly, look in the business in the marketing team, maybe, but in other areas of the business, sales is a really good place to do this because they also know the audience. But just generally people that have been in the business, customer service will also be a good port of call for this. Just spend time with them, literally get them on a call or or meet them ideally in person, have a half an hour chat about their experience with the kind of audience that purchase or interact or buy or whatever it is, get their first-hand accounts of it because that's going to really help as well. Just shape kind of what is going on but also to give you any insider knowledge. Also then look external, so do your research. If you know they're millennials, go and look up what millennial facts and figures and what's out there What is the interests of the people that your target audience is? Hopefully your target audience has already been defined. If it's not, then your job is to go and define them, which is go back and listen to episode seven if you want more information on that one. But just do your research. Literally, Google can be your best friend. Google what's out there. Is there social media platforms out there? Is there other competitors that are in your niche that are maybe selling something very similar or the same as you? What are they doing? What's their messaging out there? What are they saying? That might it might not be working. I didn't say like it, it, they they've got it right, but just go and see. Gather as much information as you possibly can. When you have those internal chats, make sure that after you've spoken to them, you're writing up your notes, you're studying from them and you're really absorbing what they say. Don't just do it as a tick box exercise and be like, oh, I need to speak to sales because they've been here and they will understand. Make sure that you have written notes off it so that you can then learn off it. Don't just be like, oh, I need to do that. You need to like actually action something and make it go in your brain as well. Also, externally, not only is Google your friend, who can help you? Do you have anybody that you know in your network, professionally or privately, that are that target audience? So if you're marketing for golf, does your dad play golf do your dad's friends play golf does your boyfriend's friends play golf like who in your kind of circle that you can just have a chit chat to and be like hey if i was selling this product what would what would resonate with you you need to, you can say a bit more less marketing i mean that would probably scare them off so just have a chat to them about what they like who their competitors are what they want is there thing that's missing you know ask all those kinds of probing questions you don't need to be as marketing as i'd be going up to them and be like oh, listen this is my company what can you do to help but just see who's around you that you can get and absorb it all. Number 2, give yourself time to do this and understand the new audience before coming up with solutions. I get it. You're going into a new company, you've got a new target audience and you want to impress. You've got a new boss and you want to perform. But there is nothing more detrimental at the start of your marketing role to try and do something without knowing fully what you're trying to do. So give yourself that time, fill those first couple of weeks with learning and absorbing and don't try and come up with ideas before you understand your target audience because I guarantee they're not going to work. So it's a waste of everybody's time if you're like oh okay well let's do this but you need to know the why you're doing it and the why you're doing it is always always because your audience comes first. So as tempting as it is to prove yourself, just give yourself that time and grace to understand before figuring out what your comms are or what your campaign or what your marketing plan is going to be. Are you struggling to know how to create a multi channel marketing plan? or if you want to take the next step in your career to becoming a confident, successful marketing manager, the course I have created will take you through how to create a comprehensive marketing plan for whatever your industry and whoever your target audience is. Simply visit marketing-nuggets-school.teachable.com to get your hands on my newly made course and If you don't like it, it's a 30 day back guarantee. So the next one, number three is test, 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 test. Testing is your friend. I always encourage testing in campaigns or in new marketing channels, but you need to be testing. So there's a couple of ways again that you can test and that is, again, anybody outside of work or in work that is in that niche, ask them, what did they think about it? If the thing that you're trying to get across and whatever your solution or your messaging or your campaign is, does it immediately jump out to them? What are they saying? Paid digital, paid social is your friend here. You can test on Instagram. Obviously, with that kind of testing, it's going out publicly. So you just got to bear that in mind. But I think that the biggest thing about this one is to remind yourself it's not about you. And so that is why testing is so important because you might see something and go, I hate it. And be like, ah, wait, Emma, it's not about me. It's not about me. I've got to test it to see if my audience like it or my audience relate to it. And the same thing the other way around. I might love something, but I am a millennial and I need this to resonate with a boomer who is in the US and I'm British, obviously from my accent. And will it relate to them as well? Like just because I like it or just because I don't like it, you've got to take yourself out of the equation. Yes, you still have your educated opinions and strategies and your thoughts thinking of it from a marketing point of view. So you still have that element and you can still be critical and and still have your opinion and put your what you think is correct. But at the end of the day, you need to test it more with your audience. This is more relevant and more pertinent if you are not your audience. So please, there's not enough testing that you can do in this area. Number four is too many opinions might not be a good thing. So with this kind of goes with testing. And that's kind of why I like to test on paid social or maybe potentially through like a survey style thing is because if you start to ask for lots of people's opinions, then it might be conflicting. And then you've got too many opinions and you don't know what's going on. Yes, it's good to test real people, But that's why I like paid social because it's literally gonna be like voting with clicks and engagement and it does take out some of that extra noise that you might not want and it might confuse you more. Number five is if you're in doubt, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Some of the best marketing out there is super, super simple. If you're not sure where to start, start simple and then you can build on it and build up to something that is more complicated or is more creative. At the beginning, just keep it simple, especially if this is the first time that you have marketed to that audience before. Simple is underrated, and that could be all of the results that you need. Similarly, number six is don't try and do too much at the start. And so, not only with your messaging, but also with your channels, just get a couple of channels up and running. Ideally, go digital for two reasons. One, you can test. And two, because it's less expensive, so you can change your creative or your messaging if it's not working. Whereas if you're gonna go and buy bus advertising and then you realise actually it's not having any uplift whatsoever, it's then gonna be a lot more of an expensive mistake. But do try and go digital, especially if your audience are there. So most audiences within those generations that I gave, you're gonna find somewhere digital. It just depends where you're gonna find them, whether it's gonna be on TikTok on Spotify, on Google, maybe all three of those places. Don't overcomplicate it. I would say five channels to begin with if I was launching to a new audience. Number seven is you will fail sometimes and that's okay. You fail if it's your audience. Failure is a part of marketing. That's how we learn what works and what doesn't work. So don't beat yourself up about this. You can fail with the audience that is like you as well. It's not just because they're not your audience. But I would say that when you do fail, you need to then... Critically analyze what worked and what didn't work and figure out what you need to do differently. As in, do you need to spend more time researching? Do you need to spend more time testing? Is it too complicated? What is the thing that made it fail? And that will then help you the next thing that you do. Number eight, this is a difficult one, but don't just make up if you don't know. People are going to come to you to look for the answers and. You can have done all the research in the world, but if you don't know a particular thing about your audience or about a niche within your audience, don't just pretend that you do and then hope that it works be honest. It's okay to not know every single audience in the world. I can't even think of the amount of combinations of different audiences that there are out there and all of like the subsets of audiences within the main audiences. So it is better to be honest and be like, I don't know, I'm going to go and research or we're going to test it this way, or this is my educated guess and that's why we're doing it this way. And so you can then build on that. Sometimes you need to fake it to your make it. This is not the time to fake it to your make it. Go and try and get something whether it's testing or researching so that you're giving an educated guess to the comms or the plan that you want to do and number nine finally have confidence in your marketing your marketing is going to be based off your educated opinions you need to have that trust within yourself on top of doing these extra things so on top of researching on top of testing on top of giving yourself time to learn to understand the solutions on top of keeping it simple Everything that I've spoken about, all of the other eight steps, go into it knowing that you're a marketer, knowing that you're going to figure it out because that also helps. You need to be confident in what you are doing, what you are saying and that also helps for the results to come. I was a lot less confident in my beginning of my career and then when I started to trust myself and be like okay yep I got this we're going to test it we might fail but let's do it this way because this audience resonates with x y and z this is what they ha- what their values are this is what their opinions are this is if they're positive if this is the negative this is what they're thinking this is everything that I've learned and this is why we're going to do it this way so have that confidence. I can't can't recommend enough going back and listening to episode number seven don't be a lazy marketer because that really goes into those different areas which I've just quickly touched upon on your target audience it really really helps even if you're a seasoned marketer I really feel like us seasoned marketers are even more lazy with our target audience because it's one of the things that was so helpful in my marketing degrees actually that then I needed to remind myself of because at the end of the day, the hero of all of our marketing comms is our target audience and they essentially give their votes whether that's in a sale or a lead if you've done your job and related to them because that is the ultimate goal is to get them to do an action that you want. And so the more work we can do on our target audience, the better. Okay, gosh, I got on quite a soapbox then about target audience, didn't I? (laughs) But I hope this helped. I hope it gave you the confidence to know that you can market to people that are not like you. You just have to put some steps in along the way that are a little bit extra than if they are more your kind of demographic and psychographic. So I hope this helped. Good luck and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.